Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of the B2B Marketing Guidebook Podcast. Today I'm again uh, happily joined by a young lady, Alex Enders. She is joining us from Munich and she's authoring an article, Biocentric Content Approach. Alex, welcome and how are you? Hi, Uwe. I'm very well, thank you. I'm happy to be here with you and discuss a little bit about the content now that we are providing in the B2B marketing book. How is it going, the work on your article? Are you on time? Are you happy? How is it? We're in the final stage now, huh? Yeah, <laughs> the last few days, right? If I'm not wrong. <laughs> yes. So just the last corrections. People are reviewing it now because also if you have 30 pages written, you miss little pieces, even if you review it again and again. So I get the input from others now, which is really, really helpful. Our peer review. I think this is also an essential part of this uh, uh, guidebook, the internal peer review, because one expert is reviewing the other. So I really find it very enriching and all the feedback. But Alex, uh, before we get started about your article, I usually start with uh, asking for a brief introduction uh, of our authors so that uh, our listeners, our com com uh, community gets uh, in the position to understand where you're coming from and why you are engaged in our project. Alex, who are you and where you're coming from? So I'm a customer centricity manager. And whenever I say I'm a customer centricity manager, people look like what the hell is she doing actually? And <laughs> because customer centricity is like this big buzzword out there and everyone says, oh, we are customer centric. But when you really go deep into it, very, very few companies actually are because most companies care about themselves as everyone does. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing in my job is first I've defined which part of customer centricity will be Uh, tackle at Hilti. So I work for Hilti, which is a provider to or a supporter for people who work on construction sites to make their work easier with tools, software, services, trainings, etc. And when you think about this, you can think about customer centricity, of course, from a product point of view. How do you develop your products? From point of view, how do you bring your products to the market? And from a uh, point of view, how do you manage your processes from a customer experience perspective. And we have a full team globally that's working on customer experience. So we decided that from the region in Central Europe, we will work on how do we actually bring our products to the market. Traditionally, we come from a very sales-oriented uh, company. So we have direct mm -hmm. salespeople in, out there. Mm -hmm. So we, we are not used to do marketing. We are not used mm -hmm. to send newsletters. We are not used to... Uh, Uh, to create content for our customers mm -hmm. and to change this actually, to, to move towards something that supports our salespeople, this is what my job is now and to come up, mm -hmm. to go away from this very product and technology related content. And your background is in marketing or where you're coming from? Exactly. So I've been working for five years at Hilti now. Uh, I've been driving the digital e-business or e-business digital communication in Western Europe, 
in France, Portugal, Spain, Belgium. And before that, I've been working for Mars uh, for pure e-commerce. So I built it up pure e-commerce in Central Europe, then also building it up in UK. So the pure direct sales through digital. So you're coming and from the chocolate uh, bar business, from the B2C uh, business, right? Exactly, from chocolate bars to tools and steel and metal. And <laughs> but in the end, when you look when you look at how customers um, how customers are, the products are totally different. But at the end, you're dealing with people. So the way you do things is actually not surprisingly not so different. But this is interesting. Uh, yeah, the, in many articles and, and, and presentations, you, you, you can hear that the B2C and B2B world are merging or converging. But tell me, uh, how was a cultural clash coming from the B2C world to B2B? This is not common and usual. I think we will see this more often. How was that? Uh, was a big cultural clash, to, uh, clash, to be honest. Um, when you come from B2C world, you're more focused on on the mass, right? You're looking into where's the most, where are the most of your customers? Uh, and that's where you're focusing on. So basically a, a very, very strong 80-20 approach. So all the nitty gritty things that one customer might ask for, you don't even care about. And mm -hmm. then you come to the B2B world where you're dealing with big customers that might even be bigger than you are, than your company mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you're doing everything for this customer. And here when you come from this B2C world to the B2B, this is a change switch you actually need to make to understand. Like it looks like, yes. Give me, a, give me a, a, a rough figure. How big is Hilton? How big is uh, your division you're working for? How big is your team or the team you are working with? So globally, we have roughly 30,000 employees. And 30, I'm working for... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you look in those 30,000, you have R&D in there, product development, you have the whole sales teams there because our mm -hmm. business model is direct. We don't go through resellers. Mm -hmm. So it's very, also very special, uh, not so common. And the team I'm working in is in Central Europe. It's the channels team. So we are focusing on how do we actually bring information to the customer beyond what customer service is doing or beyond what the sales is doing. And we are roughly 30 people now. 30 people. And but this is also the global, this is only the channels team and the global marketing team within Hilti. How big is that group of people? To be honest, I couldn't even tell how big the wow. global marketing team is mm -hmm. because you have, they, we are separated across different divisions, mm -hmm. right? You have the business units, we have product managers, which is marketing for us. Mm -hmm. And then you have a digital team that supports all the tools and the developments there. So I couldn't even tell how big it is. Mm -hmm. Alex, a lot has been written about customer centricity and uh, it's like uh, everybody's proclaiming that topic. What makes your approach, your knowledge, your article so different that you really bring the bits and the pieces, getting the rubber on the road, enabling our readers to get the topic grisp and then be enabling them to deploy 
really uh, a buyer centric content um, approach what it makes what makes it special is basically it makes it actionable i think mm -hmm. that it's nice to have frameworks but as long as you can't apply them it doesn't make sense mm -hmm. and as you mentioned yes hilti is very big and one might think oh they have lots of money for market research and anyways what they have i can't do Mm -hmm. But the reality is, yes, we do have, we do a lot of market research, but actually we're junior in marketing communications. Mm -hmm. It's a B2B company that's traditionally in construction industry. It's not where you, uh, it's not comparable to Volkswagen or Mercedes who do marketing mm -hmm. communications for years in B2B. So the approach that I'm showing is something that we experience every day because we can't pay for each campaign market research. So we need to use the resources that we have in-house that mm -hmm. are not dedicated to do marketing communications like salespeople, like customer service, like product managers to understand our customers better and derive content ideas from there. And what I suggest in the article is a very simple approach, step-by-step, -step, how you can actually do this. Copy-paste. Oh, so you do, uh, okay, so you provide template-based management in order to how can I deploy or based on your knowledge this topic and step-by-step. Step. Do you also provide some kind of uh, milestones or proof points that people say, okay, I'm still on track, uh, next step, I can take the next step because I realize this and that deliverable. Will you also give some guidance in regard to the uh, objectives? Yeah, so when you think about it, to have a biocentric um, content approach it's about in the end you want to have a clear list of what content do I need to create and mm -hmm. to get there you have to fulfill certain steps and those steps I provide them so the first step for example which might be uh, kind of surprising is before you think about your products you think about the customer first and I provide how you can actually do that uh, with the with the resources you're having and only once you have done this, putting yourself into customer shoes through the tools I provide, only then you should move forward in the next step, which is then thinking about ideas that you could come up with for content. Do personas also play a role in your framework, in your approach? So, yes and no. <laughs> and ideally, of course, yes, because personas, they give a database insights on your customers. So it's a proven insight on your customers. But reality is also not all companies do have personas. Mm -hmm. So you can also use this approach without a persona. And I provide actually how you use it without a persona. Okay. Uh, another topic is that uh, recent studies have shown that a lot of companies in B2B are not yet using uh, customer or buyer journeys. Uh, what kind of role does uh, this term, this instrument play in your framework, in your approach? Um, it's crucial because uh, after having put yourself into customer or one piece of putting yourself into in your, to your customer's shoes, is understanding the customer journey. Actually understanding why are your customers, they, you might provide a solution for something they're not even aware of that they have a problem there. So when you understand 
that your customers are actually not acting on what you're providing and when you understand why they are not acting you have the different steps of the buyer's journey or customer journey that you want the customer to run through then you can build content to help your customer move forward in this journey nurture his thinking and the maturity in this topic area so to make it tangible Mm-hmm. If there's, for example, a new law, your customers don't even know, then you can provide whatever solution is great to answer to this law. If your customers don't even know, it doesn't make sense that you're even pushing to sell it. So you might want to start creating awareness that this law came, just as a, one of the examples. In regards to your your model, and we have seen that some concepts, some tools do need some kind of prerequisites, preliminaries, that you would not recommend a reader or a colleague to start with that marketing automation, for example, uh, right from the beginning, because you need to have a certain organization or certain processes installed to be able to profit from marketing automation. Where would you see your approach coming into play to get started? Is it an early, uh, early stage tool or approach, or you say, no, you do have to have certain preliminaries in order to be able to deploy and then best as possible profit from my approach can use it actually at a very early stage because you can use it as just as a thinking framework for yourself half an hour you run through it is already better than nothing but to use the full extent of what the framework can provide in terms of insights on your customers ideally of course you have people with you you have uh, that can support your thinking so you have the buy-in of the organization to do workshops for maybe one day for example You do also ideally have more than just what people think that your customers are, but maybe also customer research that's existing in the company already or even personas. And in the really ideal world, you also have someone who's managing this workshop, meaning someone who's not, who's not interested in the outcome in a sense of they don't have in mind where they want to go. Mm-hmm. For example, a product manager managing a workshop to be customer centric will always unconsciously lead to very product centric content because that's just how they are wired and it's not negative, right? Mm-hmm. It's just how it's, they, how our brain works. It's a different way of thinking or how they've been educated. Yeah. Really, it sounds interesting. I, I can't wait to, to see your paper in the book and I'm sure many, many of our listeners will, will be curious to get your paper. Last but not least, Alex, what would be your core message you would like to share with our community at the end? Mm, so my key thought is take the time to, to think customer first and don't let yourself get stopped by imaginary obstacles like I don't have Uh, the money to do customer research. You can do it 
without having this big support. Just start and get into action. And will you also provide a secret in order to initiate our colleagues in sales and R&D to reframe their thinking towards the client away from our products? <laughs> so actually, it's funny you ask this because the only secret is when you start thinking is to start really from the customer. So I had a workshop lately where we try to approach us to understand the customer journey. And the first approach was we asked the people to create the customer journey leading to the end product. And it was super product centric, even the early journey stages. The mm -hmm. second with the same people, the second approach was to say, okay, here are some insights we do have on our customers. Now imagine what would they actually be interested in at the top of the funnel, completely different content. So that's actually the secret tip. Really start from the customer, forget about your products for a moment and only afterwards make the link to the products or what you're selling. Thank you very much, Alex Anders, for joining us today on the B2B Marketing Guidebook. It was a great pleasure having you today on your topic, the biocentric content approach. Thank you so much for joining. Stay tuned. I can't wait to be back. I'm Uwe Seberer. Goodbye.